What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. This is Season 2, Episode 3, first post-race podcast of the year. Season's finally started. Super exciting race to start off the year. It was really nice overall just to be able to see all the new faces and different cars and everything, new numbers, different paint schemes, get used to all that before we go into the full-blown season. And yeah, overall, I thought it was a good race. Truex gets his first win in the next-gen car, kind of got the monkey off the back for him after just such a rough year last year. He There was a lot of drivers and they had a rough 2022, but made a statement yesterday. We'll talk about all that later, but I want to just get into the clash itself and let you guys know what I thought and where this race should go from here. So I honestly going into it, I thought that it couldn't put on as good of a show as it did last year because there was so much hype around it, but it did not disappoint at all. I thought it was almost just as good as it was last year, even with all the hype of the next gen car, because there wasn't mechanical failures. There was a ton of cautions from just guys running each other over in the field being 27 cars and being a little bit bigger than it was last year but there was not as many mechanical issues there was a few but they were just typical common ones that you can't really get away from and the heat races I remember the heat races this year being a lot more exciting it seems like since the field was a little bit closer and guys teams kind of knew which setups to bring it made for a lot more fast cars which made for some more intense racing last year I remember watching the heat races and the guy in first would kind of run off run off with the win but this year there was a bunch of guys comers and goers guys passing going from the back to the front and all kinds of stuff like that so the racing itself I thought was great and there was no arrow issues you could pass we saw guys go from the back to the front I don't know how much we can take away from this race. I think one thing we can take away is just kind of the mentality of some of these teams. Truex is probably bad that his year was so rough last year. He's coming to win. He's not coming to mess around. Same with RCR. They got Kyle Busch. They finished second and third. They were both really fast, and Truex was just a little bit ahead of them, but... I think that the stride that they've already made with Kyle being there is huge and I'm really curious to see what they can do throughout this year. Um, Then you had like Bubba Wallace, yeah he had a decent year last year, he won, but I think after his rough season and when he was suspended and everything, he was showing up not to mess around, to get wins and to just have a good year, have a really good year and make the playoff. There was a lot of fighting too, which was really entertaining to watch. Uh, Bubba ended up getting wrecked by Austin Dillon. Kyle was wrecked by Logano. Harvick was involved in a ton of wrecks. I mean, he was spinning guys or getting spun every other caution. It was a little annoying. I mean, it's just no one wanted to race clean because it was just easier to just shove the guy out in front of you, but then that would in turn shove another guy and spin someone along those lines and cause a caution. Something I thought was funny, though, is Bubba actually shoved Hamlin out of the way at one point. I mean, I think he was just racing hard, and he's not his teammate. He's his car owner, so you can't, I mean, you can't really race your car owner like you would race a teammate. So I, I like that from Bubba. 
Uh, I don't know if any of this will carry over. First of all, because there were just too many incidents to even count. So, like, if a guy is keeping track of how many guys moved him out of the way or spun him, he's probably not even going to remember. The more blatant ones, like when Logano cleaned out Kyle or when Austin cleaned out Bubba, I think those are the ones you got to look out for, especially because Kyle and Bubba were both furious after, and Kyle even said that he's Logano's got one coming. Chastain took out Hamlin, which was hilarious. I mean, he he just it's just what he does at this point. He's just he takes out Hamlin. That's just part of his race style, and I like it. I mean. I, I hope he never changes. He said he's gonna, but then he just clobbers him again and again and just never stops. So, I mean, he ends the year just taking stealing Hamlin's championships. Hope starts the year cleaning him right out at the clash. One thing not a lot of people have been talking about or mentioning is how similar this race may be to North Wilkesboro. One thing about Wilkesboro, though, I think is that it was built to be a racetrack. It wasn't a stadium that was kind of crafted and shifted and shaped to fit a little tiny racetrack in it and that's what the coliseum is i mean it's like a it's kind of like a gimmicky track which is fine because it puts on a good show and it's just an exhibition race but north wilkesboro is the all-star race it's going to have a small field and it's got that really worn out surface which is going to cause a ton of tire wear and that's going to be a really good short track i think and the cars could pass, and since it's such a short track, arrow means nothing, so I think that it's going to be, North Wilkesboro is going to be just like the Clash, except it's just going to be a million times better because of the tire wear, because of where it is, because of the banking and just different elements like that. As for next year, I, I honestly hope they just keep going back here. I, I don't understand why the seats don't fill out, because if you're like a kid that doesn't know much about nascar this isn't even like a nascar race it's just like more of an event and it just seems like something that would be fun to go to i maybe they just don't promote it enough or people just have a bad rap for nascar around there but i hope they go back again i don't know la downtown la is just such a good spot for it i don't know where else they could go i they have a lot of ideas but some of the the field just have to be really huge like, yeah, it's a quarter mile, and that's kind of what, like, a soccer field, football field is with a track around it that you would see at, like, your local high school. But the L.A. Coliseum is a lot bigger than that, and it, the facility is made to put on massive events. That's why it works. So I'm sure there's a few fields out there that could do it, but it's probably tough for NASCAR to work with the town, the cities where those stadiums is stadiums are and everything like that i think they have a few options we'll just have to wait and see but i'm fine with it going back to la at this point i think it just it kept its integrity its integrity even after the second year so i think that we could probably go here a few more times and the illustriousness of it would stay similar to the daytona 500 and races like that it's i'm not saying it's a crown jewel i'm just saying it's like a unique race and it, it has a really good purpose and that's all it's there to do and it gets it done. And the other thing is usually after races like this where there's a lot of wrecks that drivers kind of go nuts but a lot of them are frustrated just because they were racing in it and they were going for the win but none of them 
were like shocked that that's how it went they were all just like yeah it's an exhibition race everyone was going hard there's a lot of cars and a little track i hope that the rest of the year goes like this you know it felt like it was like we fixed some of the issues we had last year and made everything go a little bit smoother other than the field being bigger like i just said i just thought it was more tidy and just ran a little more smoothly all right so now we got to get to the part of the podcast where we give the first offense move of the race talk about race takes that you guys leave on my instagram in the underdog of the race and then we'll just close up the podcast there's it's not going to be a daytona preview because we still got a couple weeks before daytona race week so yeah let's get into the first offense move of the race so i thought the first offense move of the race was kyle bush getting spun and driving back through the field just because yeah you could pass but he didn't have many laps to do it and he was one of the only guys i think that went all the way from the back to the front so that was pretty impressive he was he was making moves on the outside too and he had to push some guys out of the way and everything but he was going forward and at the end there he kind of just let Austin go and they seemed to work good together as teammates and they couldn't get it done but it was still cool to see Kyle go all the way back to the front even after being spawned that's why I thought that that was the first defense move of the race I didn't see anything amazing that Truex did that would have given him this but there were some guys making some good moves i just thought that was the coolest all right underdog of the race this one might be obvious ryan priest new car he's getting a shot in the 41 and he's not taking it for granted outrunning his teammates had a just an electrical issue that kind of cost him but he's definitely one to look out for on these short tracks martinsville uh wilkesboro he's gonna be definitely a contender contender at those i'm curious to see how he even does that some of the intermediates nashville he's really good there and some other tracks similar to that he's clearly just ready for cups the cup series and he's probably here to stay so i think he's got something to prove all right so now we're gonna get into race takes we had a few on my instagram i'll go check right now um first one just said pretty good not gonna lie next one said what do you think about kamikaze move from reddick in the last restart i didn't see it perfectly i they were yelling about it and i saw a little bit of it but i never saw like a great angle but it was a good move i mean it's hard to go three wide there unless you're on the bottom but even if you do someone's probably gonna get wrecked the most you can do there is kind of just like maybe do a crossover and get two guys in one corner. You can't make any like insane moves that bring you up three spots. It was kind of just make your way up to the front and try to get the lead. But yeah, I I like Reddick. He's such an aggressive driver and he's he probably racing a little timid being on a new team and he's still young and everything. So I think he's got more in the tank and i honestly thought he'd run a little bit better i thought he'd be up at the front he just never really he was kind of just hanging out in i think like the bottom of the top 10 for most of the race but i can't wait to see what he's got later in the year in that 45 car all right so that's it for race takes just two you can drop one on my instagram or you can send one at anchor.fm slash first offense if you want to send a voice one i'll play it in the podcast and react to it but anyways thanks for whoever sent one in i appreciate it and yeah i think that's it for the bush clash good race overall 
nice exhibition race to start the year off set the tone guys fighting tempers a lot of spins and everything it's going to be a good year for sure all right so i just want to go over a few things that also happened over the weekend just some like random news it's not really about the clash so jimmy johnson's gonna be running it looks like 10 races he's trying to narrow it down to so one of them chicago street course that's pretty cool he'll have to qualify in i'm sure those petty cars will probably be dialed in at road courses by then i think he's not he's not gonna do all this to not qualify maybe he doesn't qualify a race or two and he only makes eight but he's here to make the races and compete and i think he's gonna do that he'll probably go to dover he's really good there maybe he runs a coke 600 tries that maybe he thinks that his like wisdom being an older racer and having so much experience he can hang around towards the end and get a win in a big race like that maybe bristol some short tracks martinsville he's really good at darlington even I'm really curious to see where he runs. It's going to be fun to see what he's made of and see if he can get towards the front and maybe even lead some laps in all those races. Another thing, there won't be an auto club in 2024. That sucks. It's just such a good track. Two-mile worn-out surface. One of my favorite tracks. And I think this race this year is going to be so good. One of the best of the year like it was last year. They're converting it to a half mile, so I guess it's not all bad. It's better than a mile and a half or a road course. But I do think we should just keep that two-mile track. It's I'd rather see Texas go or maybe, I mean, I love Kansas, but I'd rather lose a Kansas, one Kansas for Auto Club. It's one of the, my favorite tracks personally, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. Harvick's also going to be in the booth for 24 and Fox. I like this. Um... I think Boyer's pretty good, and Mike Joy's good. He knows so much about like the history of NASCAR and stuff. But I think Harvick will be able to kind of, um, what's the word? Kind of like articulate a lot of things with the next gen car and explain it really well. He goes in the booth sometimes, and he's good at that. Like he can talk about what a driver may be feeling and explain it to the average audience that doesn't isn't super smart on nascar details and everything he'll put it into simpler terms and i think that'll be cool he's gonna have a lot of experience in the next gen car to be able to bring to the booth too so i think that's like a crucial part in him joining all right closing thoughts um driver group game on google google it up it might have like be able to you might be able to like save it to your phone so it's kind of like an app too and it's going to be first or fence join the group i've been saying it for a few weeks now got to post it on my instagram and fill it up but it's really cool there's links to like driver fantasy so if you're not an expert on a track then you click that link and it'll tell you which drivers are good there momentum and there's going to be a bunch of rewards for people who finish good depending on how many players we get if we get like 100 then i'll reward the top five if we get 25 i'll reward the top three or so, yeah, please join. I'm going to try to stack it up. It'll be fun. You can talk and everything. Everyone can discuss who they think is going to be good. And I'll talk about who's doing good, who had great picks in the podcast as well every week. All right, so the Daytona preview will be coming next week. And then it'll be time for the season to start. So, yeah, be on the lookout for the Daytona 500 pre- preview. And let me know if you like this podcast. You can DM me on Instagram or something. Let me know what I should change or 
what you liked, what you didn't like, anything like that. I don't care. But if you got made it this far, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good week, and I'll see you next week, and we'll be getting ready for Daytona. Peace. Thank you.